The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, good morning and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. My name is Opal Singleton and this show comes to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here in beautiful, wonderful Southern California. And it is just gorgeous in the last couple of days. I think I have spring fever. It's all I can do to get myself to to bear down and do the work I need to do. And God knows I'm so far behind, I need to do it. But I want to tackle some tough subjects today, and I will tell you that I've been doing show prep for almost two hours, and I'm still not ready. Uh, Usually, I am far ahead of the curve, but this is a tough subject this morning. We have had, in the last two weeks, I've had nine cases of sextortion. That is um, literally the combination of the word sex and extortion. And they're almost all on video game chat rooms or on public chat rooms. And so I wanted to do a bunch of research and kind of cover this with you because I get contacted all the time by parents who say, what about Discord? What about uh, Roblox? What about Omegle? What about Skype? You know, how does all this work? And and what do you think? And it, it, I'm going to tell you, it is a tough, tough subject to talk about because it's almost like talking to your teenager and suggested suggesting to them that they learn to breathe without air. Uh, because every teenager you know today is going to find a way to get video gaming And they want video gaming with chat rooms. Many of you hear me talk about the fact that this is the most unique generation in all of history because this is the first generation in all of history that will be allowed to reach the entire world and the entire world can reach them. And this has never happened before. By 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. And this has been going on for a very long time. So we're moving into multiple generations now that have been exposed to the idea of chat rooms. And so you say to yourself, what do you do as a parent? Because, you know, as we talk about today, um, I mean, putting your child in a chat room, in all honesty, is a little bit like driving them down to a strip club and leaving them off or taking them to an adult bookstore Uh, The stuff that goes on in all chat rooms, many times, now, there's good stuff that goes on in chat rooms. They're not all evil. A chat room is simply a vehicle that can be used either for good or for bad. Uh, No different than a phone, no different than than a, um, you know, any kind of Google search. You can Google search the rain tree forest and learn some good stuff, or you can Google search, you know, sodomy. Uh, I mean, you get a choice in life, and what we're grappling with in this generation is how do we raise a generation of kids who choose the high road and, uh, and you know, not be sucked in 
by the all-inclusive load road, which is just all over the Internet. Now, we can go back. We're going to talk specifically about Omegle, Skype, and Discord today. That's what I want to basically cover because I have the research on it. But, you know, you can go. I'm using Skype right now on the transmission of this show because it goes out to well over 100 countries. So if you're hearing me in Spain or maybe uh, Netherlands or, or, or Singapore, you know, you're hearing me on Skype. So there's nothing wrong with Skype. I appreciate the technology. But when you start to research the bad of how Skype is being used, now that doesn't make the technology bad. That makes the user of Skype bad, the one that, that uses it to, to literally, you know, commit pedophilia with our children. The real thing we're grappling with here is how on earth can you limit access in chat rooms for your children? And then how do you teach them to be very careful on those chat rooms? Because one of the problems is the parents don't understand it themselves. And quite frankly, you know, I have to do a lot of research. I was kind of really blown away by when I started researching Omegle. Now, that word is spelled O-M-E-G-L-E, Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. Now, Omegle's been around for a long time. I remember when I first started this in the U.S., talking to parents about Omegle, I would show a video. I've kind of quit showing it because I have so much more new material, but a video of a kid pretending to hang himself. He was maybe 14. And, uh, you know, the thing about Omegle is that literally their, their logo is Talk to Strangers. That's their logo. It started in 2009. It was actually created by an 18-year-old young man by the name of Leaf Brooks out of Vermont in the U.S. And, uh, you know, the whole idea was Talk to Strangers. You see, this is the first generation that can actually go online and virtually talk to strangers. And it is exploding at the speed of life because think about what this happens to kids. What an adventure. They don't see it. They think they think that they're omnipotent and they're going to be the exception to the rule. You know, you can talk to strangers, so you leave two kids alone while you go to the grocery store. And Omegle is literally kids talking to strangers in their own bedrooms while mom and dad are at the grocery store. It's that simple. And now you can do it on a, on your phone. Uh, the original ones that I used to show would show these kids that are 9, 10, 11 years old sitting on their beds in their bedroom talking to total strangers. Now, the thing about Omegle is in the, in the basic Omegle, you have no idea who you're going to meet up with. So the initial use of it was that people would pretend to hang themselves. I remember one where a kid photographed himself sitting on the toilet, like that's some sort of unique talent, uh, you know, and they're kids. And so they're going to marry their immaturity along with their adventure some, you know, and they're kind of getting away with something away from their parents. So there's the unknown and, you know, it, it just is just super attractive to kids to want to play. Uh, if I were 13 at this age and somebody gave me that, I probably would be one of the worst offenders, you know, knowing my creative side, you know. But it is scary 
really scary when you think about what can happen right now. I started researching Omegle. I want to talk about it in depth as I get into the next section. But literally, I want you, uh, if you're interested in it. Now, if you're easily offended, don't do this. But, um, you know, I have a tough side of me because I've been researching this stuff for eight, seven, eight years. I really liked it when I was a little more innocent, quite frankly. (laughs) Oh, what a ride this has been. But anyway, go on to YouTube and just put an omegle and look at a few of them if they're so offensive. Now, I would do this while your kids are at school because the idea of mom and dad is if your child's going to find a way to get on omegle, you better know what's on there. And you better get the idea. And so otherwise, you really can't talk turkey to them. You see, one of the challenges with this is parents just start out with no, no, and hell no. And I'm not against that either, except no is a very short sentence. Um, Because you're not going to put these kids back in, you know, horse-drawn carriages. You're not. So somehow we have got to help our kids navigate this world. You are the first generation of parents that have ever had this challenge. And so it's going to take research and it's going to take knowledge. So when you use Omegle, you pick someone at random or someone picks you, quite frankly, and you talk one-on-one. Now, you know, why is a normal human being on Omegle? Well, I have no answer for you. So that tells you that whoever your child's going to meet up with is probably in that other category, if you will. So, you know, unless you tell someone who you are, you can stop a chat at any time. So the one advantage that they're promoting is that it's anonymous. But quite frankly, you are eye to eye. And many of these kids in these videos that you're seeing on YouTube are 9, 10, 11 years old. So you are putting your child eye to eye with a pedophile and now they can do it on a cell phone. So I struggle with why anybody would want to put a 9 or 10 or 11-year-old child on a cell phone that's a smartphone. You know, they haven't gone through puberty. Why are we destroying their innocence? I know everybody's doing it, but, you know, it just is insane to me because we are taking our most precious children during the time they are getting their moral identity their sexual identity. This is determining what kind of people they're going to be for the rest of their life. So why play Russian roulette with a child's self-image by exposing them to people who may not share your values? And I cannot think of a legitimate reason for doing it, but fine Christian people all over the world, and some not so fine, and some parents who are just simply using social media to entertain their kids, are allowing this to happen. You can add your interests, and Omegle will look for someone who's into some of the same things you are, instead of somebody completely random. Now, there's a spy mode on Sky, uh, excuse me, on uh, Omegle. In spy mode, you have two options to be the spy and ask a question of two total strangers or to discuss a question with another stranger. So you can imagine what kind of questions kids are going to ask.
The spy can quit at any time without ending the chat for the two other strangers. If a user chooses to discuss a question instead, as a normal text mode, the user is paired with another stranger and can discuss the question the spy has asked up to the point. The other stranger decides to disconnect or move on. Now, they've added a new feature to it, to the text and the video mode. So this is like all-inclusive now. You're videoing, you're texting, the option to input interest tags. Now, isn't that handy? Adding interest lets users be paired with a stranger who has something in common with the user. A user can input as many interests or as he or she would like, and if no available match is found, the user is paired with a completely random stranger instead. So in 2013, we're talking about uh, this the app here that is called Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. In 2013, an unmonitored version of the video chat mode was opened up, leaving the original content moderator regulated video section open to anyone aged 13 and up, as long as the content of his or her video is clean. Well, initially questionable adult content got in there. The content in the video section of Omegle was filled using image recognition algorithms. The big problem with that is that it's not terribly effective and they don't do a whole lot about it. Well, then they entered in a dorm chat room kind of for college kids so they could find each other. And then they put in a ladies only section, which we're going to get into in a very short matter. I'm going to read you some of the disclosures and disclaimers on this. A video, this this is promoted, Omegle now has a video chatting site that lets users hook up by the use of a GPS-based algorithm so they can recognize the distance that separates them. This is very similar to the Snap Map mode that you can opt into so that you can locate where that person is transmitting from. Well, that's handy, especially if you're nine years old. Folks, my name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against our hard break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. 
Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you each week by Million Kids. That is M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That is because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. That is human trafficked. I, uh, I'm laughing because I had a, a listener on my radio show that contacted me and said, if you would drop your Cajun accent, people would know what million kids is and you wouldn't have to spell it. I don't know what it is about me and saying the word million, but it sounds like me and kids. It is not. It is million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. And it's not one million or a million. It's just simply million kids. This show goes out all around the world. And I so much appreciate each and every one of you that follow us and that write to me. And many people do write to me at Opal at Million Kids. I see, it, you know, this goes out throughout Europe. And quite frankly, this this uh, chat room problem is a problem all around the world. It, in many cases, it's even a bigger problem in the uh, Asia countries because uh, actually, there's more than twice as many users in China on the Internet as there are in the U.S. And um, many of people in that culture really get into video gaming. And along with video gaming comes chat rooms. You see, this is one of the problems. It, it isn't like a parent can say, OK, you can do this game, but you can't be in this chat room. Well, let me back up I, and let me correct myself. Yes, you can. You can be in Minecraft and not have a chat room. Look at the instructions on there and see if it's connected to the internet. If it's connected to the internet, you're in a chat room. You can monitor chat rooms and make them so they're only with people you know. But most parents aren't sophisticated enough to do that. And on top of it, we've got a whole new business model coming out in the gaming world called freemium, free premium, freemium. And what they are doing is the game makers are going to give our kids the games and build in obstacles, which you'll have to buy your way around. And so that's going to be a challenge because that will mean that kids will be exposed to games and chat rooms that, you know, parents may not even know that they're getting if they download them on their own accord. Now, let me make something very clear. Omegle is a standalone chat room. Okay, Skype is a standalone kind of communication. 
However, Discord, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, is a huge uh, chat room. And there are many, many chat rooms, by the way. But uh, what triggered this particular show is I had a mother contact me this week, and they caught their nine-year-old and uh, on a um, Discord chat room at 2 or 3 in the morning. And she wanted to know about that. And, and hats off to her. Congratulations, Mom, first of all, for hearing it. And second of all, being worried enough to ask some questions, not just send the kid back to bed. Here's the challenge with these chat rooms. They're combined in many cases with gaming. Now, I'm going to continue to talk about Omegle, but when we get to Discord, it's combined with gaming. If you're on Omegle, you're on there because you want to meet strangers. There is no other reason you're on Omegle, period, end of subject. And it's been around a long time. These are kids who are playing with fire. And I don't believe any young person ought to have any reason to be on Omegle. No reason whatsoever. Because it's random. It isn't like Skype. You know, on Skype, you get an address, you approve somebody to join you. Now, that doesn't mean that people won't use Skype badly and won't use Skype to reach your child. Quite frankly, it happens all the time. That doesn't make Skype bad. That makes the user of Skype bad. But, you know, Omegle is a completely different ballgame. It literally, their logo, talk to strangers on random chat. Now, as I was researching this, a bunch of stuff has happened to Omegle when, when I wasn't paying attention uh, because I'm so busy with all the other apps that are in there. But they have added on here some some extra features, okay? Now, Omegle random video chat is totally free. You don't have to pay for that. Now, the danger of that is that allows 9, 10, 11-year-olds to find it and get onto it. And they're like kids who have found the old, um, you know, uh, Playboy magazine in earlier days and took it to school and shared it. These kids all get together and they want to meet with a stranger and they think they're just having fun and they do not realize the danger they're in. Many of these guys, I mean, the one I often show, he was pretending to hang himself, but they get into all kinds of dirty sex talk and things that you normally wouldn't be on. Now, you can also join something called Omega Lady Zone. Now, this was new to me. I had to look all this up. Omega Lady Zone actually gets about 216,000 unique visitors each day. Now, you've heard, many of you have heard me talk about Backpage. Backpage is a, a website that is under a huge amount of fire here in America. Uh, under Congress, and they're trying to put them out of business. But quite frankly, there are hundreds of these sites, so I don't know what they're going to do about this. But basically, what Backpage is, is you advertise women dating men. When you get on there, you realize it's commercial sex that they're selling. I mean, you know, there's no heads on these. It's just a behind up in the air and that kind of thing, you know. And um, we aren't going on a date, baby, <laughs> you know, when you see some of this stuff. I mean, they get down to how much per hour and on and on and on. And, and uh, so... That is a back page site that they're trying to put out of business. Well, Omega Lady Zone is kind of a global version of that. I uh, I try not to put my brain into too much pornography. I just don't need that in my head. But I looked on Omega Lady Zone, and there is no real reason why you're going to be on there unless you're looking for a lady. And I'm not talking about a lady, you know, to take to church here. 
Um, they get about 216,000 unique visitors a day. Now, think about this a minute. Most people who are on Omegle aren't all that old and that mature. They earn about $1,357 a day in advertising expense. What are they advertising? Well, here was one right here I pulled off about meet 5,000 Filipino women or something like that was available. I don't have that one. Oh, here it is right here. Um, yeah, video dating over 5,000 girls start chatting. If you want to join with live girls secretly, you'll have to pay for it. You can buy different token codes from the website itself, it says right on here. Uh, if you use Omega already, um, then this is the unmoderated section. Okay, you have to agree to a lot of things on here. Now, it says Omega Lady Zone is not for those who want a real relationship. Really? Mm-hmm. This zone is generally for watching females and males. You can talk them with your camera, but you can't do more. If you want more attraction, you need to pay to use this service. Where in the heck do you think they're telling us here? You know, this is a... Uh, Omega Lady Zone. So I, I started looking at it, and I actually looked at a couple of pictures and wished I hadn't. It's way too early in the morning for that kind of craziness. It says right on it, the website contains information, links, images, and videos of sexually explicit material, collectively the sexually explicit material, and do not continue if you're not at least 18. Well, of course, you're going to be 14 and lie, you know, or 12 in there. Um, which you will or may view sexually explicit material, which is for the age of majority. Now, what the heck are they telling me? This is Omegle, the site that our kids play on, okay? Here's what you agree to when you hit agree. I have attained the age of majority in my jurisdiction. The sexually material, explicit material I am viewing They're getting real clear about what's about to happen here. The sexually explicit material I am viewing is for my own personal use, and I will not expose it to minors. I desire to receive, view sexually explicit material. I believe that there is an adult. I believe that as an adult, it is my inalienable constitutional right to receive and view sexually explicit material. This is what you're agreeing to on this little site that is absolutely a playground for teenagers. I believe that sexual acts between consenting adults are neither offensive or obscene. The viewing, reading, and downloading of sexually explicit material does not violate the standards of any community. That's what you agree to before you get into Omega Lady Zone in here. And it says right on here, it may provide text or video chat room. All who use Omega already knew about college chat, spy mode, and unmoderated action, but a few people know about the Omega Lady Zone. Now, they're selling advertising just the same as they do on Backpage. All across here, you're seeing, you know, uh, that you can go on and start chatting with 5,000 girls. Here's one that you can uh, get all these um, Philippine girls coming in to you. Um, It says right on here, this is their description of it. It's a service of Omega where you can meet a lot of girls. You're going to meet people with many with many people here, and you can talk to them. All you need to do is register. Omega is asking username, password, email, birth date, and gender. Well, who doesn't know how to make up a birthday? You don't need to fill out anything else. It's 100% free, and you don't need to pay. And then it says, but you, should, you need to be 18 years old. 
There are also chat rooms in the site where you can meet with women and men. The service is free, but registration is required. You can use smileys, emotions, emoticons, basically, in these services. However, this service is not for those who want a real relationship. We recommend you go to Omegle if you want a real relationship. Yeah, like meet with strangers. That's going to be a real relationship. This zone is for watching the females and the males. You can talk to them with your camera, but you can't do more. If you want to spend nice time on Internet, you can register here and you can do what you want. If you want more attraction, you need to pay to this service. You will find a lot of online people in this service. You know what's interesting to me is I don't know. I didn't see where the server is for a Miggle, but I bet it's out of the U.S. Because I'm looking at this and it's written like they don't uh, normally have English as their first language in here. The reason I bring this up, Mom and Dad, is Omegle, in my opinion, is no place for a child. And no person should be on it. I, You know, basically, it says right on there, talk to strangers on random chat. Why would you want a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old child to do that? You know, why absolutely open the door to the entire world and expose our children to people who do not have your child's best interest at heart? But the way this takes place is parents are up in the night, so to speak. They're often never, never land. They don't know what it is. I thank you for listening to this show, that you're willing to educate yourself, and I hope that you will take this information and you will share it with others at your church, at your synagogue, or wherever you're at around the world, let people know a a minor, especially, should never be on a miggle. And quite frankly, I can't think of any legitimate reason an adult would want to be on there. If they are, they're not terribly mature. Well, stay with us. In the next section, we're going to take on Skype and go into Discord. Be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. 
Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. What is really, really cool about this show is that it's archived. Susie Carpenter is our media marketing director, and she posts new cases every three or four hours on Million Kids' Facebook page. So if you're not a follower, please go to Facebook and and find Million Kids and hit like. You will see new cases every three to four hours on there. Now, why on earth would you do that to yourself? Well, because it's a great education tool for your child. Uh, and for you, look at these cases. Now, many of them are just horrific. But we also need to be aware that this is taking place. And some of them you can actually print off and sit down with your child and go, oh, my gosh, look at this. Here is a, here's a young girl who was playing on the Internet. She had no idea what she was going to encounter. And look at this. And look how this ended. I, I'm going to share with you uh, about a lot of this. I think that we must talk to our children. We don't want to traumatize our children, but quite frankly, total strangers are talking to our child. And if we don't, then this isn't going to end well. So the first part of the show, we talked about Omegle, which in my opinion, no person ought to be on. I can't even imagine why it exists, but that just tells you the demand that is out there. Now I want to talk about Skype. Now I want to be very clear about something. Technology is not very is not good or bad. It is how you use the technology. For instance, in Omegle, somebody chose to use Omegle in a way that really isn't going to benefit good to most people. I mean, most of the people that are meeting up on Omegle are not doing it to better humankind. Okay. But Skype has a very legitimate service, and that is, you know, a global video uh, connection. I have been using Skype now for seven years. I uh, work out of Cambodia, and so sometimes we Skype to Cambodia and have been doing that for a very long time. And I'm using it right now to reach a hundred and some countries around the world. So there is a lot of legitimate on Skype. However, if you're 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and you're on Skype, there's some real questions for that. You know, it's no different than, you know, a parent who might stop by and have a happy hour after work. You know, that has a legitimate use, but you're not going to give it to your nine-year-old child. 
you know, ultimately, as your child grows up, you might teach your child to shoot a gun or drive a car, but you're not going to do it when they're nine. And it's an interesting thing that is happening in our society because all this technology is entered into our world and there's all of this pressure to put our even preteens on technology before they even have uh, cognitive reasoning. Even they have, they don't have any judgment. You know that, you know, you don't give them other things because they don't have adult judgment yet. And yet we still hand them a phone or allow them on the internet or we give them an iPad. You know, I, I said this last week, I had nine cases. Two of them were 11 year old kids that were on uh, iPads. Okay. And they were on iPads for legitimate reasons, but an 11-year-old cannot distinguish the difference there and what to do. And one of the problems here is that we have a generation of kids who are technology wizards, but they don't understand what pedophilia is. And, you know, so these guys want their naked photo. They take that. They upload it. You know, you you may have heard me tell about the case of a nine-year-old boy. And it is not a rarity anymore. This boy, and literally, they gave him a, a I believe it was a smartphone. It might have been an iPad. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, and sure enough, he immediately went out on a kick. K-I-K, it's an instant messaging app, and he met up with a pedophile, and, and, you know, the guy was, the kid was trying to impress the guy that he knew what he was doing on the internet, and so the pedophile wants a naked photo, so the boy gets naked, takes his photo, and then shoots it off to the guy, and, you know, he, he did this, like, in three to four hours on being online, and, you know, think about this, this kid is technology, technologically capable of doing all that, but he's not understanding why he shouldn't be doing that or what, why that man wants his naked photo. He's just trying to impress the man with how cool he is with technology. And it does not occur to him what is going on. The reason they know that case is they, the man that night, there is GPS on the back of photos. The man that night happened to be sitting outside their home, and the parents saw it and called the police, thought he was unusual. And when they looked at his phone, he had the naked photo of the child. He was trying to see the child playing in the backyard. So what happens here? I've got some examples of when Skype goes wrong. Here's a headline, 10-year-old girl targeted by pedophiles on Snapchat and Skype. Yeah, you know, our people think that because Snapchat disappears that it's harmless, but nothing could be farther from the truth. A 10-year-old girl was reportedly targeted online by at least 16 men looking to engage in sexual activity with her. Now, I, this is an older case, by the way, uh, but I picked this case because I wanted you to pick up on this idea that I think escapes most parents, is that there are sextortion rings out there. In other words, your child may not just hook up with one predator. They will feed on, in fact, the case I had last week where the father was just devastated and rightfully so, and he sounded like an amazingly fine man. But, he, you know, think about the pain of the loss of innocence of your daughter, you know, when you see that she's been preyed upon. In her case, she was only 11. 
he thought she was doing something with Harry Potter. It turned out that he had con- she had connected with a sextortion ring. And once they make that connection, they, they turn her over to other pedophiles. And that is what happened in this ring. And so I want people to understand how this works, okay? The men contacted the girl on her iPad, when, which she received from her parents in order to help her with her schoolwork. She's 10 years old. But the man soon began sending her explicit, sexually explicit images. Authorities believe the man later sent her information to others. They sell it. You'll hear me say this when I talk about sextortion. I was talking about the case of Jonathan Johnson. He, had, he preyed on boys. He had 27,000 pedophiles. If you only get $1 a photograph, $1 is nothing to a pedophile to pay for a photograph. That's $27,000. So if you can sell this photo over and over, you're going to make money, let alone the fact that you're going to be important in your pedophile ring. You're going to be seen as a, a leader in that pedophile ring. What happened here is that the incident began when a man contacted her. The conversation started out normal, but the man began sending her sexually explicit messages Authorities believe the man later sent her information to others. The girl's father said that when the other men began to contact him, she told them she was underage. This, according to the father, only encouraged them to continue sending explicit messages and photos. In one case, they begged her to undress. When she refused, he said, your parents won't come into your room in time. It will take in your parents won't come into your room in the time it will take you to get out of your pajamas. The 37-year-old father said another man reportedly offered to send her money so that she could travel to where he lives and meet up with her. The parents said that while they're unaware the daughter was using the app, the Skype app, all sensible child safety measures that all sensible parents do, I'm asking every parent, do the same. My little girl was groomed into doing things we thought were unthinkable. If it can happen to us, it can happen to anyone. Here's another one. Pedophile couple use Skype to make child porn, and they made all this child porn, and they transmitted it out around the world. Here's another one. Sex offender uploads child porn to Skype. A man who spent 11 years in prison for molesting girls has been arrested again after detectives found he uploaded a child porn file to the popular communication platform called Skype. Now, Skype employees found that someone had used it to upload it and reported it to law enforcement. So you need to know Skype is one of the leaders in the business that does this. People like Omegle, they say they do, but they don't. People like Kick say they do, but I'm I'm finding that very questionable. A search warrant revealed multiple electronic devices. Here's another one. British couple jailed after live streaming sexual abuse of a child to a U.S. pedophile via Skype. So you say to yourself, well, how can this work when you can see the individual that they're talking to? Well, let me give you an example of a case I have that'll just blow your mind, at least in blue mind. I had a family contact me, and I'm grateful for that. I'm not making fun of them in any way. I'm glad that they did, and hopefully we were able to intervene. But it does, it's an important lesson to parents out there. This parent had an 18-year-old daughter, so she's now an adult, and you can't stop her. 
And she had met a guy in Mexico City. She lived in Southern California. She had met him online, and she was Skyping with him for nine months. When she turned 18, she saved her money and bought a ticket to go to Mexico City. I began to talk to the the girl because the parents had tried to talk her out of going, and she wouldn't listen. So I talked to the girl, and I said, tell me about your boyfriend. Oh, he's wonderful. Oh, he's, oh, he, we have so much in common. He's so funny. He makes me feel good. We, you know, we just, we're just so much alike. And I'm going, really? Well, all that sounds really, really good. What does he look like? And she says, I don't know. And I said to her, you don't know? You have Skyped with a man in a foreign country for nine months and he's so wonderful and you've gone back and forth and now you've spent all this money and you bought an airline ticket and you're going to go down and meet a man you don't know what he looks like? Oh, well, he's very shy. This girl believed him hook, line, and sinker. Nine months she had Skyped without seeing a video or a picture or talking to him live and she had bought an airline ticket And she was going to go down there and meet a man she had never met in a foreign country. And she believed the story. He was shy. It is all about grooming, folks. That's why my book is called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. You can get it at millionkids.org. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. As they said, my name is Opal Singleton. I would invite you to write to us at Opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. Let us know who you are, especially if you're around the world, because so many, so much of the show goes out around the world. And I'm so grateful for all of our followers and the people that tune into this show and that share the show. The cool part about these shows are they're archived they're archived at exploitedcrimes.com let me say that again exploitedcrimes.com you can go through there there's over 60 hours of free training on all of these subjects that you can download you can share you can get an embed code and put this on your own website if you want to do that to train others about how this goes now i want to address the concept of discord because we've had a couple of cases on it this week let me let me just kind of back up. Discord is just similar to Skype. It's um, you know, it's it's not good. It's not bad. It's uh, technology. And uh, their their logo here. It's time to ditch Skype. <laughs> I'm using Skype, and we're talking about this. It's time to ditch Skype and Teamspeak. It's an all-in-one voice and text chat for gamers. It's free, secure, and works. On both your desktop and your phone, stop paying for TeamSpeak servers and hassling with Skype. Simplify your life. That is their promotion for Discord. It's the only cross-platform voice and text chat app designed specifically for gamers. And it says on there, uh, download Discord and experience the modern game chat. Voice chat has voice channels and chat with your group, real-time messaging, share video, images, and text, push notifications so you can send direct messages, instant invite so you can add friends to your voice server, uh, direct messages, send one-to-one private messages. That's where it really gets tough, folks. Multiple server support and organizable channels so you can keep the topics by communication. So I was looking at this. One of the people that we may have on in the future is Cyber Safety Cop. You might want to look them up if you want more information. Um, they were analyzing this, and it says teens can access Discord by their browser, their PC, and their mobile phone. So all of this is going to give more and more autonomy to your child and make it more and more difficult for you, mom and dad, to understand what your child is getting into. One of the questions they ask is, can your child be bullied? Well, yes, but it's, there's, it's not any worse than any other site. Now, here's the problem I see with these chat rooms, other than the fact that most parents don't play games video games. They might play other kind of games. We're not going there. (laughs) But most parents don't play video games. So you're sending your child out in the real wild, wild west without understanding what they're seeing. And I can guarantee you every child will deny it. Okay. (laughs) They'll hide it. They'll deny it. It's the way it is. Think about this. Uh, First of all, let me back up a little bit about chat rooms and gaming. Because I remember when Sean Parker from Facebook first started talking about the concept of Facebook, where you actually get, you know, immediate feedback. It's that instant instant gratification of approval, and in this case, from total strangers. Why do you post on Facebook? You want response, right? Why do you post on video games? You want approval. He called it the social validation feedback loop. And that is what a video game chat room is. 
Think about what we're doing in video games. Okay, you can justify them all you want. I'm not a, you're not going to get this generation out of video gaming. But they go into a chat room where they're playing and they have a score. And they had their mod, they call it. It's their guild. It's their team, if you will, of players. Now, in a game like Minecraft, you can have no other players or you can have only players that you absolutely know. Or you can go out to the public chat rooms. Now, even games that you absolutely know are not necessarily safe. Um, because I, I just saw a case where they um, the kid was talking to a guy named Bob, and they knew Bob. But Bob was referring them on to his other group. And so, therefore, he was living vicariously through an identified friend. So, still, in, in a game that's limited, it isn't all that easy. So think about this. They're on there. They're, they're looking for adventure, but they're looking for approval. Think about the acceptance rejection factor of having a score in front of you at all times. You know, you and I have relationships where we don't score how we're doing. And, you know, this is kind of allowing them a freedom against their parents and doing something in the unknown. But more important, it builds fantasy relationships with total strangers. And this can go very wrong. The Discord uh, app in chat rooms, you know, it's no different than, than Skype or anything else out there. It can be used in a healthy manner where you have healthy competition. You talk about healthy things and you do good with it. Or you can use it to meet total strangers, to bully others, to send naked photos but what you're basically doing is entering your child in an eye-to-eye online engagement. One of the, the stories, I think it'll be on my webpage with this, this show, is a father who heard his son talking to an adult in the other room on a video game. He walked in, and right there on his screen was a man who was naked doing his sexual thing, and his son, who's 12 years old, was doing his sexual thing back. And the father just freaked and pulled all the plugs. What I have just told you is that man live streamed right into their living room. He can tell that kid is a kid and not a cop. Your child can bond eye to eye in a sexual relationship. How powerful is that? In their own bedroom, in their own living room. This man, this boy was engaging with a grown man he had never met on a live stream chat room. When the father went through the video, the kid's phone, it is not the first guy he was masturbating with. That is the danger of chat rooms. And I don't know the total answer here, but that's going to start with me educating you. Okay? So I'd ask you to follow me and kids on Facebook, and I'd ask you to write to me if you want more information, if you want more particular shows on a particular subject. Folks, we have entered into a whole new generation a whole new world, if you will, where our children must start to be the first generation of self-responsible kids. And we haven't laid the groundwork for it. We've been extremely promiscuous and permissive in what we've allowed our children to see. And the danger here is now we're giving them a vehicle where they can virtually, electronically go out 
and reach just about every stranger in the world that they choose to. And what is even more scary is every stranger in the world can reach them. So this has got to start with building character long before they get the devices. This has got to be the generation of responsibility, self-responsibility. This technology is so sophisticated that you won't be able to monitor all of it and neither will law enforcement. We are going into a place we have never gone before. I'd invite you to contact me. My name is Opal at meandkids.org, and uh, I appreciate it if you would share this show with everyone you know. Uh, Download it, uh, share it, let me know what you like if you want more information. If you know of a situation where you need assistance, especially in uh, Internet crimes against children, I can connect you to Homeland Security. Just be sure and uh, email me at Opal at Me and Kids. We'll get you over there uh, so that they can help your child. This is not a minor thing, Mom and Dad. I'd invite you to read Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers. That's on my website at meandkids.org. And I'd ask you that if you have it in your heart to support this program, you can donate at meandkids.org. Folks, I can't tell you how much you mean to me and what a fight we're into, and we're going to have to look out for each other. But more important, we need to look out for our kids. You folks have a great week. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.